Welcome to the Enchanted Ears Podcast, where we discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela. And I'm Joe. And on today's episode, we are wrapping up our Keep Update Replace down at Walt Disney World. We are getting to the Magic Kingdom. It's the last park we have to do down there. If you are interested in hearing uh, our other parks, we went through each of them. And basically, the idea is we go through different attractions. We've done about 10 attractions or, or shows, I feel like, at each park. And we kind of say, should should we keep it? Should Disney update it? Or should they get rid of it all together? We also poll our subscribers over on Instagram. We're at Enchanted Ears Podcast over there. So for some of them, we have group kind of thoughts on the votes as well. <laughs> uh, and there was definitely some controversy last episode under Epcot with uh, a person voting incorrectly on living with the land so we'll see how well oh yeah our subscribers do over at magic kingdom but yeah if you want to hear all the other parks go back uh, and check those episodes out over the past couple months we've done those Uh, but before we get into uh, our main topic today we want to cover the disney news of the week so the big news was the return of the dining plan we knew it was coming back but you can now officially book the disney dining plan for any of your 2024 vacations So we got some more details about it. So there's two dining plans. Uh, The quick service plan is $57 per adult or $24 per child. The previous cost, this is according to Disney Food Blog, um, was $55 an adult and $26 per child. So a little bit more expensive for adult, a little bit cheaper for children. Uh, It includes two quick service meals, only one snack. That's kind of a big change with both of these. You used to get two snacks a day. You only get one snack uh, and then one refillable mug. And then the standard dining plan is $95 an adult, uh, around $20 per child. And that used to cost $78 per adult. So a pretty big jump there uh, or $31 per, per child. So about the same price there. And with that, you get one table service meal, one quick service meal, one snack and a refillable mug. So it's, it's interesting. Everything's back. The, a pretty big jump in the standard dining plan. Um, again, I still don't know how this works out because, I mean, one table service, one quick service, and a snack I feel like you can do for under $95 a person per yeah. day. Um, but definitely I know a lot of people are excited that this uh, is back. So those are kind of the details for it. Yeah. I mean, you know, food costs have gone up. It makes sense that they raise the prices on that. But yeah, the you know, taking away one of the snacks a day. I mean, I wonder if a lot of snacks went unused. Like, did people not want that? And that was like maybe a complaint that they didn't want their two snacks a day. But then it doesn't really feel like they adjusted the price to take away like the the $5 snack or whatever. Yeah, I definitely think the reduction of the snack helped prevent the the price from probably being another five or six dollars a day. Yeah. So it helped keep it yet yeah, not go up so high. But you bring up a good point because how the dining plan works for, for those of our listeners who may have not gotten a dining plan before. So you get again kind of what I said, depending on, on what you get per day. But that's not like you can only use that that day. So if you're going for five days and you get the standard dining plan, you get five table service meals, five quick service meals, five snacks. You could get all five snacks day one and then never get any snacks again. So you kind of have them to use your whole trip. And I do know, uh, I've, I've heard of that before where people saved up all their snacks and at the end they were just getting like 10 snacks because you got two a day or something. You know, So you maybe had 10 or 12 snacks and you were just running around getting a ton of Mickey bars or a ton of popcorn. That seems stressful. Yeah, and so I, I do wonder you bring up a good point that maybe some of the feedback was, yeah, it's too many snacks where 
and and they knew people were just doing that if they're saving them up and just getting a ton of snacks all at once and so it's a way to keep the price a little bit lower you know because i think keeping it under that hundred dollars a day that's like a psychological barrier right you know if you had two snacks there and it's like well now it's a hundred dollars 101 dollars a day um it's a little bit tougher and then yet people were probably did not necessarily need two snacks a day right all right the other piece of news uh disney announced some more concept art about their paradise pier transformation that's the hotel over in disneyland over to pixar place um, so they, they put some concept art out of the lobby. There's going to be a Finding Nemo splash pad on the roof, um, along with some other uh, kind of like games and, and family areas on the roof. I, to me, the roof seems to be the focal I point of this I thought you were going to say thing. the roof is on fire. No, the roof. <laughs> <laughs> the roof. The roof. Like the way you paused there, that was where you were going in my head. No, it's, it's not on fire. But to me... Uh, it's on fire metaphorically. So I guess maybe we could go that way. Because to me, that seems Anger's to be... There. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that seems to be the focal point like that seems to really be like the crown jewel i know you liked the lobby i thought the lobby looked okay like i wasn't super impressed with it but it seems to be like that rooftop terrace you have the splash pad you have other gathering places plus you can see uh the fireworks from the parks from there so that seems to be like that's the place you want to be and that's kind of like the highlight of this hotel because from the rest of what i've seen so far it's not like it's anything at least in my mind like super special yeah i thought that the lobby was nice it it had a lot of nice clean lines but then i enjoyed the addition of the pixar artwork on the walls it does it kind of reminded me a little bit of the marvel hotel in paris how it was it was nice looking on the inside, but there was it was kind of brought to life by the artwork. Yeah, they definitely did say it's you know a mix of modern design and Pixar. You know, I almost wonder if because they're trying to make it modern again, it's kind of toning down the theming because like the the Toy Story Hotel that they opened over in Tokyo Disneyland is just full on Toy Story and it looks incredible. Like you're just mm -hmm. fully immersed in it and the detail uh, is amazing. It's like you're a toy, like everything is down perfect. And I feel like what they're doing with this hotel yeah. isn't quite to that level of detail. But I heard people had a hard time getting out of the rooms because they couldn't reach the door handles. Come on now. <laughs> I'm like, what are you? <laughs> okay, for anybody who doesn't like understand 30, my sense 30, of you. They're yeah. like 30 foot doors. Well, it's like that if you go to, um, it's like if you're at uh, Art of Animation at the, not Art of Animation, if you're at the All-Star Movies, they have um, a Toy Story area and it's like Andy's room and they have like that 30 foot door yeah exactly yeah so at the at the toy story hotel they're that's all 30 foot doors that's what i was thinking yeah but i feel like that is really like well a mouse themed. hole that you have yeah. to get out through yeah. like that's really well themed and i think that's just where i'm coming from comparing it to that you know they're making a big deal this is the the first hotel in the u.s themed completely around pixar but it just it feels like they didn't fully commit to the theming now again once the rooms are all done maybe we'll see more but it definitely seems like to me that rooftop terrace is what looks exciting that looks like the cool place to be the rest of it i i think still remains to be seen yeah now you're now you're 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 peeling back I, i'm a little disappointed now because i feel like they should have themed different areas in the hotel to the different movies and maybe they will i mean we again i mean this is still kind of early concept art so we'll, we'll see once it's all done i want to see the core memory center that would be cool yeah there's a that's the cool thing is it's not just one movie it's all of pixar so right. there's a lot they can do with it yeah which which i do think is is a positive all right so let's jump into our main topic this week keep update replace magic kingdom again we're going to go through the magic kingdom attractions just like we've done all of the other parks at walt disney world and 
give our picks on whether Disney should keep the attraction, update it, or just get rid of it completely. We're going to start off with the Magic Kingdom. I will make this simple. Start off with the Magic say, Kingdom. Magic Kingdom, yeah. All right, we're going to start off with Haunted Mansion. I will make this quick and simple. Keep it. No notes. Yeah, I agree with that. Keep it. I don't really have any notes for the the Haunted Mansion. There are times where I do think that the lighting has been poor, and I think that they could maybe, you know, make it a little bit brighter so you can see some of the things. But I feel like they've fixed that lately. Like lately, I've been able to see the hat rack in um in the one room where the woman oh in the attic yeah, yeah. in the attic. Yeah. So like, I think that they have made some of those. Um, you know improvements has the hat box ghost all right made, i was just thinking that i was just thinking yet? that the hat box ghost as far as i know is not there hopefully it is still coming so i will give one note bring us the hat box ghost you said it's coming deliver on that Quit promise teasing. that's the only update i need all right i threw this one out on instagram 80 percent of the people said keep it 18 percent said update and there was one person, I like to think of this as probably the same person that said to get rid of living with the land. They are just trolling us now. I told you to stop listening. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe you're not even going to hear this. But one person said replace it. Yeah. This, Who are these monsters out there? Yeah, I don't know. Because I feel like the Haunted Mansion. Now, if, when I was not a Disney believer, I don't think I, I didn't have this close personal relationship with the Haunted Mansion. I didn't really understand it. I didn't. I didn't get into the lore so much. And so I might have I might have said that. But if you follow a Disney podcast, I feel like it's just like a darling ride that like everyone likes. Well, and I will say we have one later that got no votes for replace. Oh. So I assume the person voted for everything and still voted to replace the Haunted Mansion. Again, that person votes chaos. They can stop listening. I'm fine with that. <laughs> All right, moving on to the jungle cruise. I'm going to probably I'm I'm going to be that person that I said just can't listen cuz no. I'm going to say replace it. Stop it. I I I think Stop you need it. something different in there. You definitely want to keep with that Adventureland theme. My idea is some it's some sort of tropical boat ride, but I think you could do Moana. I think you could fit Moana in there in terms of adventure and discovery. I also think you could potentially do up um, because they travel to Paradise Falls in Up, which is based on uh, Angel Falls from Venezuela. So I think, again, it, it fits in with kind of jungle, uh, kind of adventure. So I think changing it to something like that, this is probably my most controversial pick uh, of the show, but I think you replace it and, and theme it around something like Moana or Up. Your face says I am wrong. I'm no longer allowed to listen to this podcast, apparently. <laughs> no, you have to edit it. Okay. So, but that's it. But I can't enjoy it. No, no Cannot enjoyment enjoy allowed. But, okay. but you can, I guess, listen to it, but only because of necessity. So, uh, yeah, the Jungle Cruise. I, I do think that, you know, it does have its downfalls. <laughs> um, but <laughs> that's a perfect Jungle Cruise joke, too. It was, wasn't right it? In. I didn't really mean that. but And then it was starting to come out of my mouth, and I realized... You know, I was going there, so I was just going to sell it. No, um, I think that it does have, you know, some some issues. We've talked about before how the Jungle Cruise very much a lot of times depends on the people that are riding yeah, your it skipper. with you. Oh, your skipper and, and, your skipper. and, 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 the, and the gather guests. Yeah. Right. If, if you get a lot of people that are like, 
I thought this was supposed to be a good ride. Like, if you don't know, it's supposed to be. They're like not in on the joke. Bad funny, yeah. Like that, yeah. it's, it's not that great. Yeah. So I, I think that there's that. I do think that another thing is, I feel like especially more lately, it seems like they've gotten away from the variance in the script. It seems like it is more di- like stringent, stringently scripted. So you're saying update it. Yeah, so I think that, you know, update it, but only update it in the fact that I think that they need to allow the skippers some time to play around a little bit more. Um, but, I mean, there's nothing they can do about the guests. Yeah. And so it's just a ride that you need to go on, and you got to be that loud person. Like, you got to be the one be over the to top. overly, yeah. like, loudly laugh to let everybody know, one, it's okay, and two, to encourage your skipper. Because they might not be getting that all day long. So you got you got to be the one. Yeah, I agree. It it needs something. If it, it feel like it feels like it needs something. And that kind of leads us to our next one, Space Mountain, which I feel like it needs an update. I don't know what that is, but like some part of me feels like it it just needs something else to it. And I don't think we need something like it is in Paris where it is this like high intensity roller coaster that goes upside down. I don't I don't feel like we need that, but I think it'll be interesting to see what they do with Tokyo Disneyland. They're tearing that one down and completely rebuilding it. It's going to be this like $400 million brand new ride. And I feel like hmm. Tokyo's going to do something special with it over there. Yeah. And I think once that comes out, we'll all go, that's it. That's what we need here in America. Do that to our Space Mountains. But I can't Tokyo put... Tokyo is like yeah. insane because they just... They spend so much well, on their crazy rides. Is they're, they're tearing the whole thing down and then just rebuilding it as part of this whole new Tomorrowland. Wow. Um, but yeah, I just I, I feel like it, it just needs something. I can't put my finger on it. I don't quite know, but I just it needs some sort of update to it. You know, I think that I, I wasn't really with you on this at first, but I do think that the update that needs to occur here is not an update at all. It's just a seasonality thing. I think that they can make the ride more seasonal where do like overlays. Go, yeah, yeah, you do overlays because I think we've been down there for Christmas. I believe there was a Christmas sort of overlay where During the lights... the Christmas show. But yeah, but like over in, in Disneyland, you're right, they have Hyperspace Mountain. Like right. they did the they, Ghost Mountain at one time. Like, yeah, they, they do more overlays to it. Right. So if you can take something and... Um, kind of add some variance it adds more hey i wrote it when it was this and i wrote it when it was that and then it makes you want to kind of go during different seasons so that you could see it doing it something different so i think that maybe that's what it needs because i do think that the ride itself is i don't want to say perfect but <laughs> I, i'm struck oh i think the queue really needs attention too that does yeah yeah the queue is awful um it's dark. It's hard to see. It's like the the things on the side um, with all of like the different. Uh, yeah, it's, a it, pretty, it's a pretty boring queue. It's a boring queue. And yeah. when there's a long line, there's really not a whole lot to do in there. And like I said, it's it's dark. It's cool. So that's nice. But it, it's just it lacks there. Yeah. All right. Moving on to Big Thunder Mountain. And this was the one that on Instagram Nobody said replace, which I kind of find interesting, but 78% of the people said keep it. 22% said update it. Nobody voted to replace it. I'm in the keep category on this one. I, I don't think it needs any sort of updates. Um, I think it's a it's a great attraction as it is. I really don't know what you would update. I guess maybe you can make an argument to maybe update some of the projection mapping, something like that. But I think even with that, it really doesn't need anything there. I think it's a, it's a fun ride. I think it's very well themed. I think the, 
you know, the, the mountains and, and everything on there are very well done. So I really don't know what you would do differently. It's, it's amazing that this roller coaster came out in like the eighties. Like it's, it's 30, 40 years old, um, which you don't really think about that. It's that old. Cause it is still pretty smooth. So I think it's really well done. And I, I'm in the keep category with uh, most of our followers on Instagram. Okay, well, there's there's a temptation here for me to, to be the one replace, but that's only because I'm old and creaky and roller coasters to me anymore are not I mean, that as one whips fun. you around. That one does yeah, whip you around. Yeah, they're not as fun as they were when I was a kid. I don't really seek them out as much anymore. But I think that this one, and we're going to be going to Disneyland and Disney World actually really kind of pretty close together. And so I do think this needs updated because I swear... When we went to Disneyland, Thunder Mountain seems so much more kempt. I feel like there's projection mapping that was better, crisper. But I oh, can't it is. Yeah, put it, my finger on Disneyland it. Disneyland does have um, like that final like hill. It. Yeah, it's a little bit is a little bit more plus. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like we need that because I felt like when we went over to Disneyland, I was like, oh, this is really cool, and I feel like this is something that lacks at. Disney World. Um, another thing that I think about it is that knowing the story behind Big Thunder Mountain is is a, a fun thing, and I don't think it's overt enough for the rider. I feel that's like, how it is for most of the attractions, though. I mean, there's so yeah. many backstories on it that you really don't but, know. I mean, Haunted Mansion, how many people really know that say, backstory? I was going to say Haunted Mansion, you don't know it, but you don't even really need it. It just makes it yeah, you extra. Don't, you don't need better. it for Big Thunder Mountain. Either extra better, you're it right. Make extra 100% better. makes it extra better. I think that that should be the episode title. We should extra get T-shirts better. that say that Enchanted Ears, extra better. <laughs> then so. I'll, I can wear my gooder sunglasses with my extra better shirt. There you go. There you go. All right. So you, so you say update a little bit, make it a little bit plus. Again, I, I could see that, but I really don't think it needs that. So I'm just going to say a straight keep there. All right. Moving on to the Hall of Presidents. I say for this one, I think you update it. I think overall it is a great idea. I think it's really well done. I think we, we've talked about this before. It is very similar in terms of what it's trying to educate you on as the American Adventure Pavilion over in Epcot, but it does it a lot better. I think the problem with the Hall of Presidents, and this is the problem Disney has with it too, is every time there's a new president, you have to shut it down and create all new animatronics and you know kind of move everybody around so that you have the current sitting president in front. So I, I think you update it and you make it more timeless. So you can, you have the beginning part about it. It's about, you know, the birth of America, important events. I think you still have Lincoln. I think you have some of the key presidents, but I don't know that you need to have an animatronic of every single president say their name at the end. I don't know that that adds a ton to it. I think you can probably work in who are all the presidents in the video uh, somehow and just have key presidents be animatronics and, and kind of change the story a little bit. So that way it is more timeless and it is an easier update. You just add a new president's name, you know, in a video versus trying to make a whole new animatronic and it closes for a year every time we get a new president elected. Yeah. See, I think for the Hall of Presidents, their solution is they update it and they create an alien invasion uh, Hall of Presidents, where after whenever they just you know maybe after Biden is, they just say you know what we're done making more animatronics aliens this came is to out the of planet left field here. aliens came to the planet and now uh, they're presenting the the history of America up to a certain point and then that way they could just put a bookmark in it and say this is where we're stopping we're done that's an interesting thing there, you know there was a rumor 
uh, a few years ago that like Lin-Manuel Miranda, like they were going to like him and Weird Al were going to create this, you know, kind of musical, again, timeless thing that they could put in there so that they wouldn't have to keep, you know, changing it over and over again. And again, I, I think something like that's the way to go. I think you, you do something where you don't have to have this. I don't think aliens is a good idea though you could maybe <laughs> we can make have it the toy story aliens if you no, want what i was thinking Ooh. is what i was thinking is you combine alien encounter the yeah. old alien encounter ride exactly. at hall of presidents and you make it like an independence day type yeah. thing and then abraham lincoln stands up and, he's and a he, vampire he hunter. pulls out that he's actually a vampire hunter and he chases them off. The, okay, they okay. build a new animatronic Abraham Lincoln, and he, he chases them off the stage. The end. I, I mean, that would be popular. You know what? FX, which is owned by Disney, does have what we do in the shadows about vampires. Mm -hmm. So there's some corporate synergy there. The vampires could be, you know, Nando or Laszlo from what we do in the shadows. I think that would be very interesting. They could have easily crossed paths with Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Exactly. This is a an interesting alternate timeline that. Uh, I don't ever foresee getting made, but I really, I really like this. I think if any Imagineers are listening, we are more than welcome to become consultants on any f future Imagineering projects because we have great ideas like this all the time. I'm pretty sure that this has fully disqualified us Ooh. from ever becoming Imagineers. You never know. They might not like, that we had a, a high chance. They to might like with. where they're coming. All right. <laughs> All right, moving on to Peter Pan's flight. And before we give our picks, Instagram voted 49% keep. So just barely, uh, the not 50%, not but it was the majority to keep it. 38% uh, said update and 13% said replace it. So Angela, what's your pick here? So I think that they should update this and only one thing about it. And that is, I think that they should just put it on just some sort of like rolling virtual queue where you never have to wait in line past like 15 minutes for it. So like that's that a ride. Is the problem. I don't it. need yeah. to, I don't need to wait for 45 minutes to an hour or even more, but I like riding it. And I, I, I don't even like love Peter Pan. I just think it's a fun ride. It's very whimsical. Um, I don't need to see them change anything about it. I just don't want to wait more than like 15, 20 minutes for it. Yeah. So pro tip on that. If you don't want to wait a long time for Peter Pan, rope drop it. Yep. Go first thing in the morning, like either first ride or like, you know, first, second ride or something um, because the queue does not fill up because everybody runs the Seven Dwarfs yeah. line train or something like that. So you can usually get on it. 10, 15 minutes, but yeah, after that, it's an hour. Well, it is, and it's not that far away from, it's by, it's a small world, small world it's not a haunted mansion, haunted mansion yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, right yeah. and Jungle Cruise, they're all like not that far from each other, so you can hit almost all of those in your first hour, hour and probably. a half, yeah. yeah. All right, so I'm with you. I say update it. I think it needs some sort of new ride technology. The The idea that you're, you're flying, I think, was great when it first came out. Oh, I love that. But I think it's not as magical as it used to be. I think because it's such an old attraction, it's not probably as smooth or as magical as it used to be. And so I feel like people riding it, you just, you kind of, it's lost a little bit of its luster. So I think having that idea of you're flying something like that is great. But I think there's probably 
you know, 10 new ways that you could do that, that it's a much more advanced technology, that you could make that happen, that is, you know, more magical, that would wow people and shock people in the same way it did when Peter Pan's flight first opened uh, with the Magic Kingdom. So that's, that's my update. I think you keep the attraction. I think you do something that, that uses new technology. And w- with part of that, you could increase capacity to help the wait times. Uh, as well. So I think you could do a few things there, but I I definitely think it does need an update. All right, moving on, we'll do Pirates of the Caribbean next. Yeah, um, for Pirates, I would love to say that I absolutely love, love, love this ride. And I think a lot of people are in that camp, but I do think that it, it needs an update. I think that the movies were better than the ride. And so um, you do have, you know, Johnny Depp at the end in the treasure and like, well, the he's throughout it a few he, places. He like they definitely, throughout. you know, they've, they've shoehorned him in they and Barbosa in, you know, which yes. I think has complicated the ride where, you know, they, they had the original story and they're like, well, we need Johnny Depp and we need Barbosa. And it's kind of now this like hodgepodge of stories. Well, right. Because I think like the, the storyline behind Pirates of the Caribbean is you're traveling back in time. And so I don't know. I guess that they could have, they existed back in time yeah. in a Disney fictional universe. But I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of weird. I do think that, you know, over in Shanghai, they're supposed to have a really great version of Pirates well, of the Caribbean. Well, that, that's it. That's. That's, I mean, my answer right there. I mean, bring up Shanghai. So I'm just going to you know, jump in here real quick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to call this an update or a replace, whatever you want to call it, but I want Battle for the Sunken Treasure. Yeah. I mean, so what, whatever you want to call it, whatever technicality, if that's just updating it to a different version of Pirates of the Caribbean, or you want to call that a replace because it's a completely different you know, ride uh, in terms of quality and detail and animatronics and everything going mm-hmm. on. But give me what Shanghai has. You know, they brought Tron over, bring yeah. over Battle for the Sunken Treasure. 100%. I mean, it's from what I've seen, it's worth it for the Davy Jones animatronic alone. It looks like like a movie quality. I mean, it looks like Davy Jones is right there. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, and I think that Davy Jones is just so, I don't know, he's such a cool character in general. He reminds me of Hondo Anaka a little bit, but like... Yeah, he, yeah, he does, yep. He, But he's just very, very interesting looking i mean i don't know i i would love to see that and i think that you know we could use it i i don't know i i just pirates is just not a ride that i have to have to ride and i hate saying that but it, it, it's not one shanghai or bust all right <laughs> moving on carousel of progress andrew i'll let you go because i feel like i know what your answer is going to be here um okay well this is very difficult now this is if you don't need a nap so this is yeah. If you need a nap, you, you love need it. Need a nap. This is a great ride to go on. Terrible. Don't sleep on Carousel Progress. It's a great ride. So, um, I'm of two minds on this one because there's a part of me that says it's history. So here's what I'm going to say. I'm actually gonna I'm gonna circumvent this. I'm gonna say, move this to Marceline, Missouri. Oh, interesting. Okay. You know, because I know they have a lot of different things centered around uh, Walt Disney. And so move this there because I think it needs to still exist. It's a part of history. I think it is really cool. I love the ride system on it. Um, it's like a 15-minute long ride, great nap. But the ride itself, oh, it has a great jingle. Can't forget that. It does. So here's what we need to do. We play the jingle in the parks anyway. Just, you know, put it in the background. I still want to hear it. But we, I, yeah, it needs, it needs completely replaced. You just... 
this is not a ride I need to go on pretty much ever unless I'm sleepy. So, <laughs> and it has been moved around a couple of times. I mean, this was at the World's Fair, then it was at Disneyland, mm-hmm. now it's at Walt Disney World. So, there is a history of moving it around. Now, do you have anything to replace it with, or you're just like, hey, get rid of it, we'll figure it out later? Yeah, I think that we should get rid of it. I mean, there's a part of me that's just like, I don't know. I think there's different iterations of like Haunted Mansion. Just add another one. Um, you know, another Haunted Mansion? Yeah, like Mystic Manor. Is yeah, but like, the problem is that's Tomorrowland. So you need what's going to fit in Tomorrowland there? Oh, um, yeah, that I don't know. So you don't have a great answer. So you're just I like, just move it answer. out of here. Yeah, we'll figure it out I don't later. know what we put. That's right. You're right. All right. So this was the last one I threw out there on Instagram. 15% said keep. So most of the people said update it or replace it. 54% said update and 32. So this was the most um, votes for replacing it. So a lot of people are in your camp just to get rid of it. I th- love Carousel Progress. I think it's great. I do like the history of it. I think it's a great attraction. I would say update it. And I, you know, a lot of people say, hey, you got to update it. The final scene is kind of out of date. You need to make it current. I am actually going to go reverse of that. I think you update it. And I think you change the last show scene so that it's not like the future because a lot of the stuff they do is kind of like what we have. So yeah. it's kind of outdated itself and you just keep it. It's the history of kind of turn of the century, you know, the advent of electricity and how that changed our lives and just change that last scene so that it, it ends in the past. And so that this attraction just stays as a time capsule of history and shows how electricity changed our country. And kind of focus more on that. And then you don't ever have to worry about like, well, we have that sort of technology now. Now it's out of date. They need to you know, change that last scene and, and do something Who completely crazy with it. Carousel of Progress? I would assume there was a sponsor for it. I think it was General Electric. I was going to say, was it a GE yeah, thing? That's what I thought. It was basically them trying to, to sell you know, their uh, electrified world there. But, but that's what I would do. I would update it and actually just kind of keep it all in, in history and keep it all in the past. And that way it becomes a timeless attraction that I think it's it should be. It's more of a be. time capsule than exactly. trying to predict the future. Sort of the same problem as Spaceship Earth runs into where that last scene kind of lives, like leads you to the dawn of the internet, but it's not, it doesn't go any further than that. And we're past that now. Yeah, but at least that's not trying to say like, yeah. this is the future. That again, that's in yeah. the past. And I think that's what you need to do with Carousel Progress where that last scene, they're trying to say, hey, this is the future. We're going to have virtual reality and all this stuff. And it's like, well, we have all that now. So you can't really say it's the future anymore. Whereas Spaceship Earth, it's all about the past. And even with the inter- uh, with the internet and stuff like that, it doesn't say, hey, this is the future. It's like, this is again, kind of our past and, and how we got there. It just stops there. So I, I think it's a similar thing um, as well. And our next one is It's a Small World. So I think for this one, we need an update. Uh, I really enjoyed in Tokyo seeing all of the different characters in their home countries. So I'm talking about Disney IP. So characters that Disney created, Cinderella, Mulan, the Lion King, like all of those different characters put in the countries where they're from. Because I think that one, it's really fun to look for them and try to count them. And every time you kind of can, you know, try to find them. And then after that, like it also is just nice to sort of be educated because I think a lot of times you sort of always, unless the setting is super important to the, the story, like Mulan, you know, it's in China. That's really important. But like, other than that, you might not even realize it's taking place in Germany or France. So I like 
learning that about it. I do think that the Walt Disney World version is better than the Disneyland version as far as like Disneyland. You can see some of the seams on it because I I think it was a little more original. So I do think that it's it's a better version than Disneyland version. But yeah, it needs that that Tokyo touch. Yeah, it's weird. I'm not of a really strong mind on this one, a real strong opinion, which is probably a terrible thing to say on a podcast where we give our opinions on something. Yeah. Um. So I, I definitely don't think it needs replaced. No. Um. You know, I think it's a, a good I like attraction. The messaging. Yeah, I think it's a good attraction. I think it's something you keep there. But I, I really don't have a strong opinion with just keeping it as it is or updating it with characters. I know that there's people would probably debate that on no, it should stay without any sort of characters or IP. Um, and some people would say, Hey, yeah, I love having the characters. I think you make a good point. I really did like in Tokyo seeing all the different characters. Yeah. And I, I think that was a, a cool thing, but I, I think probably that was also a cool thing because at Walt Disney world, we don't have that. We don't have that. And so I think if you had that, you maybe kind of, You'd it would be lose. Spoiled. Yeah. It would lose some of that. So, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, could go either way on this. Yeah. I think just because I did like Tokyo, I say, yeah, add, add some more characters. And I don't think maybe you need to go uh, as overboard as you did in Tokyo, which had a lot, a lot of characters in it. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure Disneyland has some Disney uh, characters in it as well. Not yeah, to the extent so. Tokyo does. Um, so I think you could probably do a little bit of an update there uh, and throw maybe a few more characters in there. But if you don't, hey, that's fine too. Yeah. All right. So we're on our last one here. It's Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. And I I think you replace this. And I think you replace this because, one, it's kind of out of place now that you have Toy Story Land over at Hollywood Studios. So it's kind of odd that you have a Toy Story property over in Tomorrowland. And then I also think, you know, it it becomes an issue in Tomorrowland because it doesn't make sense. You know, you have Buzz Lightyear there. You have Monsters, Inc. It's this weird you know, kind of Pixar corner in there. And I almost think you could move all of that to Hollywood studios, make a really nice toy story land, Pixar place, both of those attractions. And then you could put in a kind of a redo of Tomorrowland. And I think, you know, Disney's always struggled with Tomorrowland because tomorrow's tomorrow's always here. So I kind of see it as make Tomorrowland. And I think this is why carousel progress would still fit. You kind of make it almost like a permanent world's fair and you make it about, technology and human achievement and so you could have like before um monsters and glass floor used used to be the delta dream flight which was sponsored by delta but it took you through the history of flight and so i think going back to that again things that are timeless carousel progress talking about how electricity changed the world changed our lives talk about how flight has advanced I, i think you could do that and i think you could have like a permanent World's Fair, kind of like what they wanted to do with the Play Pavilion over at Epcot, where it was going to constantly change as they were trying out new things. Have it where you have different companies come in and show their tech. So like Boston Dynamics that does those awesome videos with the robotic dogs and and the the ones that dance and stuff. Like Have them come in for a two-year rotation where they demonstrate their technology oh, and then, man. disney would love this too because historically they love to like let companies come in exactly and create so you, so you have a space that's constantly changing yeah. you, you could do things around electricity electromagnetism robotics ai I, and and i think that almost solves your tomorrowland problem disney's permanent stuff is about history and human achievement and then you have an area where you just have the most cutting edge companies come in they get free publicity and it keeps things exciting and new and I also can imagine that that would create like a fun, almost like race 
like you want to design something great for Disney. So just like the the fervor that the World's Fair would create, it would actually kind of act, probably even help drive things forward because you know that there are millions of people that pass through the Disney World gates a year. And so, you know, you're pushing yourself, let's come up with a cool idea so that we can show off our new tech. And yeah, at first I wasn't with you on this idea. And now I kind of am. I also feel like Figment, like if they re-update the ride to talk about imagination, you can almost put it in there because it's like... A move Figment from Epcot. If you, yeah. yeah, if you talk about like how imagination, you know, how everything starts with a little spark of inspiration and you can almost end with like, you can make whatever possible if you dream it. And then that like would be a kind of a cool banner ride to be in the front of like Tomorrowland. That's actually a good point that Figment doesn't necessarily fit in Epcot where no. it's based on like the land and the sea and then imagination. Yeah. Like again, if you kind of make Tomorrowland about invention and human achievement, you could tie figment into imagination and maybe not just hey pure imagination, but how of how you take an idea from your imagination an idea, yeah. from an idea to reality. That's yeah, you could you could put figment in there. That would be a, a cool thing. I think that maybe the Imagineers will overlook the the, Do we redeem ourselves here? Yeah, like they will overlook the alien invasion Hall of Presidents. First of all, I just want to say this. you came up with that idea. I, I came up with a good idea for Tomorrowland. Way. So I, if they're paying attention, I think I may be leader in the clubhouse here. I, I don't think so. I don't remember it that way. And I'm going to continue to not remember it that way because I'm not going to edit this podcast Go back and, play the and tape. hear otherwise. Right. Fun fact. Tomorrowland is actually also a large-scale annual electronic dance music festival held in Belgium. I found that out because I Googled Tomorrowland, and (laughs) this electronic dance festival came up, and I was like, that's not the right Tomorrowland. So that's a fun fact there. So so are you saying... something that like uh, Bumper would go to. I mean, that's Germany, but... (laughs) Not Belgium. It's close. Um, So are you saying for Buzz Lightyear, uh, replace it, update it? What's kind of... Are you on board with my plan to just get rid of it? Okay. Well, I'm going to pretend that I didn't hear your plan because I think that I like your idea, but... I just think in general, I really like the ride. I like the technology where you can spin your car around and try to like mess with the person that's in the car with you. I think it's a really fun ride mechanic and it's different than any other ride mechanic, I feel like. But it is sort of really close to Toy Story Mania, which that I actually get those two rides completely confused constantly because they are they're very, very similar, similar yeah. where you have like a shooting gallery yeah, target sort of game. Ride. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't know that you necessarily need both of them, but I really do enjoy the ride. So you're keeping it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hey, that that's good. Keeping it. So. I do think it would work way better in Hollywood Studios. I, I think, it, yeah, again, I, I think it would. I think now if Disney was making it, they would put it there. Yeah. Again, would. this was before they kind of had that Pixar Toy Story. And they land. were just thinking, well, that's, you know, space we need a place to put in it. the future. Yeah, and, we we yeah, need something is... in Tomorrowland. Let's, let's just throw it over there. Yeah. So, but I do think, you know, like, Stitch's Great Escape, Alien Encounter, that building's empty. So if you took out then Monsters, Inc. and Buzz Lightyear, you got a lot of space to really redo Tomorrowland, I think, really make it interesting. So I think that's my point of, like, just get rid of this stuff because you can really, I think, change it and almost future-proof it if you do it right. So that wraps up the show for this week. I want to thank everybody again for listening. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps, and we really appreciate it. Thanks for lending us your ears. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.